G'day sports by Fry fans. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast coming at you on a Wednesday afternoon. Happy hump day to everyone out there with another Fry's Fast Five. I'm going to talk about the five biggest stories in the sporting world at the moment. And the first thing on the agenda is John Collins. The promising young Atlanta Hawk is set to miss the next 25 games after violating the NBA's anti-drug program. He tested positive to something known as growth hormone releasing peptide 2. Not the first one, the second one. So he's set to miss nearly two months of basketball for Atlanta, which will sting the Hawks. They're a team that some people believe can chase the eight seed out in the Eastern Conference. And Collins is definitely behind Trey Young, in my opinion, the second most important player for that team. But this isn't the first time we've seen an NBA bloke cop a ban for testing positive to something that's on the NBA's no-no list. We saw DeAndre Ayton cop a very similar ban, actually exactly the same length, 25 matches uh, right at the start of the season, I think he appeared in one game before he was hit with that. Wilson Chandler also copped his ban before the season actually even got underway. Obviously, Aiton and Collins are bigger names to talk about, and all three of those dudes, plus anyone that seems to test positive to anything, are pleading innocent. They're saying they didn't realize it was on the banned substance list, but obviously the NBA is really cracking down on some of these issues. Hopefully, it's not because they're a bigger fish to fry and someone is going to test positive for really severe performance-enhancing drugs, but you do wonder if maybe there's still some other dominoes to fall while the NBA is doing their investigating. Second thing on the list today, I want to talk about the NFL MVP race. I'm going to release an article probably tomorrow discussing who I think the top candidates are now that we're over halfway through the new season. And I think it's pretty clear which guys are cementing themselves as legitimate candidates. If Patrick Mahomes was healthy, his name would be in the mix. There's some other dudes like Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins and even Christian McCaffrey who've had impressive batches or games spurts throughout the season that have thrown their name into the ring. But right now, in my opinion, there are only three clear-cut candidates. In this order, I think Wilson, Deshaun, or Russell Wilson, I should uh, should state from the Seattle Seahawks, Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans, and then Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I can understand why people would have those three in a different order, but I think those three are clearly the favourites right now. doesn't mean someone won't stick their head up in the second half of the season. Maybe McCaffrey keeps putting up unreal numbers and drags the Panthers into the playoffs. Maybe Deshaun... Uh, Deshaun. Maybe uh, Patrick Mahomes, rather returns and starts dominating for the Chiefs, but it'll be interesting to see how the MVP race unfolds over the next half of the season. These three dudes, you could probably not Jackson, but Wilson and Watson, you could maybe make a case for as in the preseason for an MVP nod, but yeah, Lamar Jackson has definitely surprised all of us with how good he's been, and all three of those teams look like ones to fear for the rest of the year, or at least be competitive and push their way into the postseason, and if one of those dudes blows up, they could just walk away with the MVP as a result. One dude who will not be winning the MVP this year, and I've already alluded a little bit to the Carolina Panthers, but their starting quarterback from the beginning of the season, Cam Newton, is out for the rest of the year. That's the third thing that I'm going to discuss with Newton's future with Carolina kind of up in the air now. So his foot injury forced him out of week three and Kyle Allen stepped in and been pretty impressive in his shoes. He's gone five and one with the one loss coming in and a pretty ugly performance against 
San Francisco, but he's done what he's needed to do. He's got the ball out quickly, and full credit to the Panthers coaching staff. They've set him up for success with a game plan, but Cam Newton missing the rest of the year with this same foot injury is seriously a concern. I talked a little bit of a tangent, but a couple of days ago about Jesse Hogan from the Fremantle Dockers who has an avicular bone injury and Cam Newton's Liz Frank injury. I don't know, I'm not a medic, not a doctor or a sports scientist, so I don't know the technical terminology or similarity between those two, but I get a bit worried when I hear foot injury. Not too often do you see blokes come back and fire from foot injuries, and this might lead to the divorce between Carolina and Cam Newton. He still probably has miles on his legs if he can get healthy. Maybe Carolina will be sceptical to give him back the starting role with Kyle Allen looking pretty good in his shoes. So it's tough to say. You might see someone make a splash. The Chicago Bears are a team that could use a pretty instant upgrade at quarterback. Maybe they become a buyer for Cam Newton in the offseason. Maybe another contender emerges, who knows. But we might be heading towards the end of the Cam Newton era in Carolina, which is sad, but uh, it's necessary for a franchise to continue growing. Sticking with the NFL, the fourth thing that I'm going to discuss is a little bit of NFL fantasy news. As per usual, every Wednesday, I released my little quick graphic talking about one dude that you can add from an NFL fantasy perspective, one dude that you should hold, someone that you can wait on picking up from the waiver wire, and someone just to keep your eye on. And there are a couple of names that I discussed throughout that, but one of the big ones that I want to talk about is none other than Ronald Jones from the Bucks. Bruce Arians, the head coach of Tampa Bay, came out and said that Jones is now going to be their starting running back, and he handled the majority of the carries. He got 18 of the 26 carries for the Bucks against Seattle, and I can understand why you'd be a little bit thrown off. The Bucks' offense isn't great, but they do find a way to continually put up points. Actually, I should probably reel that back. Their offense isn't really the issue. The Bucks as a whole aren't great, and whenever Jameis Winston has the ball in his hands, anything is possible, but they've still managed to, like I said, move the chains, get some yardage, and put up decent point totals, even if it's not higher than the opposition's one. So I'm pretty high on what Ronald Jones could do. He could be a handy depth piece that helps you get through the last couple of buy rounds. So he's someone that you should definitely watch. Jay Ajayi is a pending free agent at the moment who's getting a lot of buzz, maybe heading to Detroit. They seem like the odds-on favourite for him. But I think regardless of who signs Ajayi or if we see any other running back or wide receivers instantly picked up, you, at the risk of losing them, I think it's wait, wise to wait and see exactly what happens. If you've got a spare bench spot, go for it. This is the type of dude's... Well, these are the type of dudes that you want to target with these bench spots, but there's no reason to rush and grab. Kareem Hunt's another perfect example. I did get him in a couple of leagues because I had some space on my bench last week, but now that he's back for the Browns, it might be wise just to see exactly how he looks first, but similar could be said with Ajayi. Someone who is getting a lot of buzz and is probably the most popular waiver wire pickup at the moment is Jalen Samuels, the Pittsburgh running back, and two out of the last three weeks, he's been pretty unreal filling in for James Connor, but I have my, uh, I don't know how to word it, but I don't trust this consistency. He's played a pretty good role in the passing game, and I think he's hauled in near 30 receptions in his last three games. Actually, closer to 25 now. I'm just looking at some of the numbers, but either way, I think Connor will come back and take the lead back roles off Samuels before the year's end, so maybe he'll help you, similar to Jones, get through a couple of bye weeks, but don't go hitching your wagon too much to success from Jalen Samuels. The fifth and final thing I want to talk about in today's Fast 
five is the return of college basketball. Just skimming over the quick headlines, we saw the majority, if not all, of the big college basketball teams, in quotation marks, get their seasons underway. Number one prospect who I, as a Cavs fan, very closely have my eye on this year, James Wiseman. He had a pretty good game for Memphis. Dropped 28 and 11 boards with a couple of blocks thrown in there. He will be, if your team, your NBA team, I mean, needs a big man in their rotation, then he'll probably be the one to watch. There are some other impressive bigs. A lot of them were on display in the Champions Classic. First game of that saw the three-seed Kansas take on fourth-seeded Duke, with Duke winning the uh, post-Zion era or kicking off the post-Zion era with a win, I should say. Not a bad game. It was pretty close, but there were a couple of late shots from Canvas that kind of made the margin look a little bit more flattering. Cassius Stanley and Trey Jones were probably the best two for Duke, and it seems like, once again, they're going to be good this year. The other contest saw the number one versus the number two team in the country. Michigan State actually started the collegiate year with a number one rank, but... They'll probably lose that now after falling in a pretty good game to Kentucky. Freshman Tyrese Maxey was the hero for the Wildcats. He had a dagger late against the Spartans. Finished with 26 points a day after turning 19 as well. And he was the star of the show in Kentucky's win. Obviously, one game doesn't paint the whole picture for the college basketball season, but I'm glad it's back. As a fan with an NBA team somewhere near the lower end of the lottery, I'm... uh, Pretty excited college basketball's back. I can't wait to get my first look at a lot of these prospects in the collegiate scene. That's going to do it for today's Fast Five. Thank you for tuning in. I'll be back with another one very soon. Got a couple of other things in the works on my podcasting platform with regards to recording old articles and a couple of throwback Thursdays, blah, blah, blah. But there's also plenty of articles you can find at sportsbyfry.com. Obviously, I've teased the NFL MVP one. Yesterday, I released one titled Real or Fake, looking at some of the takeaways from the first fortnight of the NBA season. And with a big weekend of uh, not much on coming up, I'm going to definitely put some miles into the Sports by Fry posts. So make sure you check them out. But otherwise, thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, peace.